Hey guys, welcome back to Curb Appeal. I'm Rachel, and this is my fancy partner in crime, Mike. How we doing? Good, how are you? I'm good, another fun week. Oh yeah, first things first, we would like to welcome our very first sponsor of Curb Appeal, Limo Scene. For all your limo and party bus needs in the Fremont area, call 419-333-0478. So thanks to them for believing in us. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of sponsorship money helps when uh, when you've got to pay for internet services and everything else that yeah. you need to, uh, to be able to do this each week. And uh, unfortunately, having unlimited broadcasting on uh on certain websites isn't free so it uh we branched out a little bit and um rich and shelly farmer out of fremont they've got a one of their fantastic businesses is a limo scene limo so we thank them for joining um joining a board for us and sponsoring us a little bit and uh i i've got multiple friends that have used their services and i don't have that many friends to get a limo but <laughs> have friends that have have friends that have used their stuff and uh, any for weddings, engagements, casino trips, anything. Going, if you just need to go to the airport, anything at all, and they've got top of the line stuff. So definitely, definitely, if you need anything from any of your limo or party bus or even uh, hotel or airport transportation, again that number is four one nine three 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 zero four seven eight, and we thank them again for joining us. Yes, very much so. So we are going to start off with some breaking news from. Dun, dun, dun. Today, today is Wednesday. The news broke yesterday morning. Fremont Speedway has been sold, but never fear. The literally the only thing changing is the owners of Fremont Speedway. Rich and Shelley Farmer decided that they were going to sell the Speedway to the Fair Board. So the Fair, the Sandusky County Fair Board, now owns Fremont Speedway, or will as of November first. Mm -hmm. They will own, but Rich and Shelley are still staying on. Everything at the races and the racetrack will continue to be exactly the same. And really, quite honestly, as part of the Fremont Speedway staff, I'm kind of excited about this simply because I can't imagine how much pressure that takes off of Rich and Shelley as owners to be able to focus more on the promoter side of it, like... They don't have to worry about, you know, certain certain things at the track now, and they can put their attention on all of their attention onto the racetrack and the activities at the racetrack and the races. So I'm re like, I'm really excited for the change, and I'm excited for them, and excited for the fair board because now the fair board is going to be able to get the revenue from the racetrack. So that in turn is going to help the fairgrounds. So it's, I saw a lot of things on social media of, oh God, you know, they're selling out and Fremont Speedway is going to go away. No, Fremont Speedway is not going away. See, for like those of us that like, like, you know, this has just finished my seventh year up here. And, and if you go, if you, five years ago, if this deal would have happened, I, I would have been joining them ones that are freaking out because there was not the best relationship between the fair yeah. board and, and, and the owners. And, and it, it just, things weren't the greatest around here and, and having seen the changes and, you know, before I even started working here, I, I would friends that were on the fair board and I've dealt with them with showing here at the fair every year. And, um, there, it just wasn't that great. There were a lot of issues and, and the past few years, the fair boards made some changes and some, also some changes on, on the board of directors and, um, things have, the relationship itself has bettered itself, um, tremendously. And, you know, uh, a lot of people have also questioned and, uh, you know, well, I thought, 
the fairgrounds already owned the you know the yeah. racetrack and and realistically it was a lease that was signed at you know per x amount of years from farmer and you know rich would sign a lease that would you know gave, gave him the ability to do yep. this and then the actual ownership is taking over the fremont motorsports park llc which is basically what all of you know the actual business itself yeah. is contracted under and and you know farmer owned a lot of the stands and he owned a lot of the equipment and and a lot of the stuff that around here that a lot of people didn't know about and so that takes pretty much gives them ownership and and i know this isn't going to any even you know effective november 1st it's going to be a process that's going to continue the next couple of years and you know i i think it, it takes a lot of stress off rich and shelly just in the fact that also you know if for some one day they do want to possibly have an exit strategy or an yeah. exit plan this allows them to be able to make that transition a little bit easier and um i i don't think i think this is a, a not as big of a deal as what a lot of people have made it to be and you know you're not going to see really nothing will change here I, from from a term that i've i've heard multiple times and i've used multiple times when it comes to smoke and mirrors and showing up each week to the racetrack and coming in either on a racer standpoint an employee standpoint or even a fan standpoint nothing's going to change no so i no. it, it think it's going to be better for the fair board where they're going to be able to gain some profit off of it and be able to make some of the changes around here that they want to and really it's just upgrades all it is they've got a, a million dollar plus plan of upgrades they want to do around here and coming up with money for that isn't always the easiest and i think this is going to help alleviate some of that as well so um congrats to rich and shelly that's that's awesome for them and uh you look at some of the tracks even regionally um you talk about knoxville you know the granddaddy of, granddaddy of them all they're owned by their fair board yep. there you talk Attica. about attica Attica's one of them ports royalty they're another one so i mean there's multiple tracks that are owned by their their county fair board and this is uh this you know th this gives them an opportunity to both on both sides to be able to improve so i I kind of like to equate the up, uh, uproar over this, like, back to, what was that, three, four, five years ago when the Kroger's was looking to buy, and everybody was in an uproar about it. I kind of, like, there's a part of me that kind of likes the uproar because it means people care. Well, yeah. It means people, you know, they come here, they love the place, the locals want it. You know, people come from all over the country on big race weekends to come here, and that means a lot that people are worried about what's going to happen to Fremont Speedway. Yeah, and it, again, that was also, I think what that did is that brought up some some people that you realize that weren't necessarily the best for the fair board, yep. and, and that, that pulled out, you know, some people's true colors and, and their interest and um that that shine a light on some things but uh regardless i think it's gonna be a great thing um but as i said and as as rich and shelly have said and as the press release said as as a general standpoint in the day-to-day -day operations on anybody else's standpoint except for rich and shelly's nothing else is going to be changing yep. so yep. the only people that are going to have any see any type of change is going to be rich and shelly otherwise it'll be the normal week and normal yep. type of schedule and you know, we'll continue to see great events um, at Fremont Speedway. So, again, congratulations to them. And I think we're going to see some great, great progress there up at Fremont. How many more days till it opens back up? I have a long time <laughs> till we, any racetrack opens back up, unfortunately. So, uh, I'll be, I'll be, and uh, it'll be, I, you keep talking about how long of a season it's going to be. I just don't talk about it because then it does make me, you know, out of sight, out of mind, like type thing, but... Um, the other big news coming out, um, that was yesterday with Fremont Speedway. Then today we talk about the Dirt Million event that Mansfield Motor Speedway announced. Obviously last year or um, earlier this season they announced their $100,000 to win a sprint car event that's going to take place 
in April. Now they have announced a hundred thousand, starting at a hundred thousand dollars to win race for the um, late models, and that is August twenty fourth and twenty fifth. It'll be a two day event, um, two thousand eighteen. So next August. Um, so right now you're looking. That's two one hundred thousand dollar events that uh, promoting Cody Sumner is doing down at Mansfield, but. Um, I believe do you have a little bit of information on how that how that format's going to run? For um, that? the little bit that I saw, I like I like the way that the hundred thousand dollar to win for that race is a starting point mm-hmm. because everything that I saw today that I read through was there will be opportunity for everybody to pitch in money to up the purse mm-hmm. and it could end up being by August a million dollar purse for the late models, which this is going to run with the way the format that they're doing. It is going to run in conjunction with the Lucas oil late model series. And that in itself, I think is a huge thing that they're bringing them in. Um, I know we kind of, we kind of dog on, you know, late models and fenders sometimes. I, I'm afraid to admit this out loud, but I kind of like late models at certain places. No, actually, there are certain I, tracks that I enjoy yeah, watching them at. I have not seen them at Mansfield yet. The couple times they had late models, I didn't get to go. So I'm really hoping this goes well, and I might sneak off to this one, because that'll be the end of August. Fremont will be mm-hmm. down for the, the fair. So mm-hmm. it'll... Like I'm just like the just like the hundred thousand dollar to win sprint car race in April. I really really want this to go well because I really think what Cody's doing there can can take off and fly. I like the idea that he's doing you know a few big races a year and making it a destination because that's been his whole goal this entire time. I don't think that Ohio and particularly this that area of Ohio. With Fremont and Attica not being far, and then you've got Wayne County not far from there. I don't think we can handle another weekly racetrack, but I love the fact that somebody's coming in and taking a lost speedway and turning it back into someplace people can plan on vacation. And there's a lot of things to do in that area, too. So I'm really, really looking forward to this, and I'm really looking forward to see what the purse ends up being come August with everything they've got planned. Yeah, no, it'll be, I mean... Basically, what they've said is, you know, the drivers have the option to be able to register on a website. At that point, um, anybody that, you know, if you buy a ticket, any merchandise, uh, any type of cash contribute, you know, contribution directly to the purse, or even a paying a driver's entry fee or pit pass, um, that can go back towards this um, this purse. And basically, he said it'll pretty much cap at a million dollars. If it was to reach that, then what that is going to give the option is, you know, offering pretty much $500,000 to the winner and just and ten thousand dollars just to start the race, um, and and I you know basically I'm reading through the article here and, and pretty much what Cody summed it up here and I'm and I'm going to quote him. Um, it says if I was to explain this in the simplest way possible to a racer right in front of me, it's this: the more you yourself, sponsors, and fans support this event, the more money you're going to be able to race for. Uh, what is extremely ironic and not normal at all is that is essentially putting a uh, rev limiter or lev- limiter on the promoter side. And uh, there are plenty of events where a promoter packs a place and walks out with substantially more money than the guy that won the race. The bottom line, this is an event not from one of those events, and it's just going, you know, and it's not going to be through its design. Um, so, I mean, just let alone, you know, looking through, it's it's basically they announce $100,000 to win, $200,000 to start, um, you know, and that basically it, it could just keep going higher and higher in, the, in that. And um, 
and it says each position in the 28-car field will increase by a corresponding percentage of the financial contributions that accumulate for the event, meaning that for every dollar contributed, 50% will be added to the winner's payoff. 10% to second place, 55% to third place, third to fourth place, 2% to fifth place, and downward to 1% for last place. You know, so, I mean, basically, like Cody said, um, if somebody donates $5 to this, they know that $2.50 is gonna, of that five is going to the winner, and 1% is going to the guy that started the race. So, I mean, it's just a constant way to, to build and build and build and keep going higher and higher. So it's, uh, it's pretty impressive what he's doing. It's, it's, something, it's very unique. It's, it's something that I don't think, I, from my understanding, hasn't been done before. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And adding the Lucas Oil on, I think, was also a, a great, great addition as well. Um, they, they were down there. They ran last July. And yeah. from my understanding, that was a very successful yeah. event. And a lot of people enjoyed that. And it's definitely a track that's, that, uh, that works well down there for them. So um, hopefully that can be another great event. And, you know, he's got his work cut out for him next year with the two $100,000 win shows right now. But... Um, I think uh, it'll be interesting. So, uh, congrats to Cody on uh, announcement of another event. Hopefully, both of those can uh, can come together. You know, as throughout the off season, I think we're going to start seeing more and more details. Um, this seems to be pretty much set in stone, but we haven't really heard much how else that format's going to work for the hundred thousand dollars sprint car race in April. So, we shall see how that works. And uh, I think this off season is going to be a little bit interesting as we start hearing some more and more news as to how things are going to be working. But that seemed to cover both of our both of the big announcements. We thought we weren't going to have anything to talk about this week, but <laughs> boy, oh boy, did that change the past two days. So, um, of course, uh, racing dwindling down in this region. Uh, the All-Star Circuit of Champions finished up their season this past week, and many local drivers competing with them. Uh, real quick, I do just want to mention, um, or actually, we'll actually jump right into Mansfield's uh, results. Yeah. And um, I do believe you have the results listed I over do. there for who had won. Ryan Smith, Ryan Smith. Ryan. <laughs> Easy peasy. Done. Yeah, Ryan Smith won not only the makeup feature, but he won the um, the second feature of the night in the Tom and Sherry Leidig 59, Phoenix Racing 59. Um I would just like to say I I personally know Tom and Sherry Leidig, and I am so excited for them with the year Ryan has had in their car. If you are ever in the pits and you know Tom and Sherry are, because they live in Florida, but they are originally from the Worcester, Ohio area. If you are ever in the pits and you know that Tom and Sherry Leidig is in Ohio at that track, go back and talk to them. They are some of the nicest, most genuine people you will run across and not only racing, but in life itself. So I am super excited for them and the year that they have had with Ryan. And, you know, he came back second in all-star points for the season behind Chad Kemenaw. And they're just absolutely wonderful people. And I couldn't have asked for more for them this year. Yeah, it was uh, that was awesome to see him pick up both those wins. Um, you talk about uh, other ones. You talk uh, Travis Philo finished third with them. Um, and I mean, there were several local guys that, that, that ran that race down there at Mansfield that, uh, that did pretty well. So, um, that was a really successful event again, from what I was told on a beautiful night and uh, the show moved along very, fairly quickly. And so they had a great evening down at Mansfield. Um, and then the all-stars turned around and they headed over to Eldora on Saturday night. And with that one, Joey Saldana picking up the win down there, he, um, started second, finished first. 
Um, but another another great night for some Ohio guys. Travis Filo, Rob Cheney, uh, Chad Kemenow, of course, Lee Jacobs, Caleb Helms. Uh, those, those guys just finishing in the top 10 down there. So um, another really, really successful event um, for another really, really good showing there for the Ohio guys. do want to briefly mention as we'll talk on the topic of the All-Stars. Um, Chad Kemenow, of course, as we've mentioned before, had a pretty commanding lead with the points, and uh, that didn't seem to go away. So no. he finished with a 446-point lead over Ryan Smith to win um, sixth. Uh, sixth. Okay, I was going to say sixth. Yeah, the sixth All-Star Championship. Back-to-back yep. -back the last two years. And, um, of course, and like we mentioned, Ryan Smith was second. Caleb Armstrong was third. Max Stamball, who's out of Lima, he finished fourth. Caleb Helms. Out of Finley, um, he finished fifth. Sixth was Brandon Spithaler. Seventh to TJ Michael. Eighth to Brandon Mattis. Ninth, John Garvin. And tenth to Tyler Esch. That rounded out the top ten for the um, All-Star Circuit of Champions points for their 2017. So again, our congratulations going to Chad Kemenaw on his sixth all-Star Circuit of Champions finish. Looking at, actually, they've got it broke down right here. Um, Chad Kemenaw had three wins on the season. Ryan Smith also had three. Where the difference comes in, um, Chad had 26 top five finishes. Yep. Ryan only had 12. And Chad had 37 top ten finishes. Ryan only had 29. And uh, Chad started 48 features. And Ryan only started 46. So a little bit of a difference there, um, especially when you look at the top five numbers which is really how uh, Chad was able to build such a significant lead. And uh, Ryan really just couldn't quite keep up with him on that end. But um, success. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, go ahead, because I might be changing the subject, so finish your thought. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I was just going to say that was a, you know, awesome to see some of our, some of our local guys uh, compete, compete with them and have a good year. So I just wanted to go back to Joey for a second with mm -hmm. that Indy race price car. Like when Joey and the 17, the Stenhouse Wood 17 split this year, everybody was kind of in an uproar. Because I apparently like the word uproar today, too. So just throw that out there. Um, because it's Joey. Like, everybody knows Joey. 90% of the people you run across love Joey. Mm -hmm. um, I was so happy to see him. Yes, they run a limited schedule with the Indy Race Parts car. But I've been so happy to see him hit. This has been, like, his third, I believe, third win with that car since they mm -hmm. got hooked up midseason. So it's really nice to see, you know, a driver... Still, I don't want to say still have it because I don't think he ever lost it. That's the wrong way to say it, but I think you guys know what I mean. Well, I think his, I think his attitude and, and he, it's the mindset thing it's, with him yeah, when yeah. when that when he got pretty much cut from the uh, seventeen car, and that's that's such a such a hard thing to kind of bounce back yeah. from. And and you know he was able to put in this you know get in this indie carts part or indie parts car, and uh, you know and he had a fantastic rest of his year. So. You know, it was it was awesome just to see how well how well the rest of the season he was able to have, and hopefully he can uh, he can continue. And um, that was uh, that was his seventy fourth um, career or career finish or career win, twelfth uh, at Eldora, um, so or twelfth at Eldora during Articat um, All Star com competition. Excuse me, I can't talk. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and actually a notable uh, reading through the article here. Um, all but nine cars were lapped during that feature. So Man, he, he that's was, uh, crazy. he was ripping around pretty awesome, uh, with that and, uh, had a great, great rest of his finish or a great rest of his season. So, um, awesome to see, uh, awesome to see him, you know, have a, have a great, uh, great rest of their season. Yeah. That was, that was good to see. Also, 
while we're on the subject of All-Stars, um, congratulations to Max Stambaugh for walking away with Rookie of the Year. Um, Max and the Ray Marshall Motorsports car. I know Ray has traveled a bit in the past with his non-wing teams, I do believe this is probably the first and the most he has traveled with his wing car. So to be able to pull off, you know, a driver who was mainly driving 360s for a long time in in a traveling series for as far and wide as what they went this year, that is a big deal for that team. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to Ray Marshall Motorsports and Max Stambaugh for 2017 All-Star Rookie of the Year. Yep, awesome, great, uh, great finish for those guys, and love, love seeing our local guys, and uh, some of the Ohio, Indiana, you know, this region guys uh, come out here and do so well, and have a pretty successful year. So, um, also in addition to the All Stars running at Aldora for their last call for methanol race, uh, they did have the NRA Sprint Invaders, the 360s, running down, and uh, Randy Hannigan, he ended up picking up the the win for that for their the 25 hurricane. lap feature. Yes, the Hurricane Randy <laughs> Hannigan. Um, Really, uh, I know outside of looking at the rest of the results for that, um, the 11N is also a car that we see often in this area. Ed Neumeister ended up running that that night. Hi, Ed. Um, he finished seventh. <laughs> I know you're you're an Ed fan, and you've you've met him not that long ago. Yep. Um, also to speak, um, Chad finished ninth in that feature uh, for the four tens, and then he jumped in an NRA, ran a 360, and finished seventeenth. So uh, double duty that night for Chad. Uh, Chad Kemenaw. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. I'm reading over your shoulder. Oh, you're good. I was just uh, going down the list of the results here for the rest of the night. Um, at Aldora, in addition to the NRA, they also did have the uh, non-wing sprints that ran. Uh, this was a non-sanctioned event. And uh, Chris Phillips, Chris ended up picking up the win for that. So um, we really didn't see many other guys from this area run with that. Um, and oh, Mike look. Moore would be one. Mike and Brandon Moore, actually. Um, brothers, they ran down there. Uh, Mike finished 20th, and Brandon finished 22nd with the non-wings. So uh, pretty, pretty good night. Pretty good night down there for uh, Eldora. I unfortunately didn't make it down, but no, uh, I heard either. it was heard it was a great night of racing. So um, awesome to see some of our local guys do well and go down there and compete on a pretty pretty large track compared to what they're going to run between Attica or Fremont. And that would be our last Ohio Sprint Car update for the year. It is. It That's is. That's it. Dun, dun, no I'm more have to add Sprint some, Cars in Ohio. I'm going to have to add some sound effects. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun. World of Outlaws, uh, obviously their season's still going. And they. we mentioned last week they had a pretty big weekend. The 14th was supposed to be at Port Royal. Um, Donnie Schatz ended up picking up that win. Sunday the 15th, they were supposed to go to Weed Sport. That did rain out. So they stayed up in New York and went to Ransomville on Monday. And Tim Schaefer re- led that from uh, pretty much start to finish. I was listening to that race on Dirt Vision, and uh, he had some company there the last couple laps. But uh, boy, oh boy, was he able to hold on. And I heard he uh, made some fantastic moves, which was pretty cool to see in his uh, his age uh, where he and with the season that he's had, though. Um, I think that's kind of a testament to how everything's gone with how great that he went or how great he did that night. I believe you got a little bit of results from uh, some of our local guys that run with the World of Outlaws this weekend. Um, yeah. Or guys and girls, Guys I say. and girls. Girl. Um, Saturday night at Port, Sheldon ran eighth. Jack, Sheldon Hodenshield, for mm-hmm. those of you who don't know. <laughs> um, Jack Hodenshield ran ninth. Paige Polyak was up that way, and she ran 18th, and Greg Wilson ran 20th. And then Monday night at Ransomville, Paige ran 24th, Greg Wilson ran 19th, Sheldon ran 22nd, and Jack 
ran ninth again. So we, um, all, Sheldon is also still leading the um, World of Outlaw Rookie of the Year points. Mm-hmm. Um, he's pretty much had just, it seems to be just a nose worth of lead over Brent Marks all year, but Brent just hasn't been able to catch up. So we're looking at Sheldon most likely, unless something dramatic happens, to be the World of Outlaw Rookie of the Year, which huge congratulations to Sheldon for that. <clears throat> I like Sheldon. I've always been a Sheldon fan. Yeah. And it's so awesome to see a young driver like him go on the road. And I know we kind of talked about this when we talked about Knoxville when we first mm-hmm. started it, but it still blows me away that a, a kid that age, or any kid that age, can go out and run with the outlaws like that. That's why I like, I, I have mass respect for Clyde Knipp. Yeah, maybe he doesn't run the best sometime and maybe he doesn't quite have his feet under him yet, but you know, he's out there and he's doing it and props to him props to anybody who gets out there and runs that insane 90 race two country schedule that the outlaws run. Um, in addition to the world of outlaws, it's, I, it's kind of neat. I was looking on their website the other day and, um, it's just a moth. <laughs> it caught my attention and it scared me. I'm not scared of bugs. It just it just startled me. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, in addition to the World of Outlaws schedule, and uh, I was looking on their website the other day, they have a, a pretty neat thing to where they do a national 410 rankings. Um, and if you really don't, you know, if you don't know much about this, back in 2008, uh, they had a meeting pretty much at uh, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame um, out at Knoxville and. They uh, they came up with a system. They were pretty much uh, 410 sprint car stakeholders pretty much met, and they came up with a bragging uh, or a system that pretty much you compete for bragging rights. There's no money on the line for this. And uh, this system basically sets up to where um, drivers can they build up points. Um, and basically the way that you can earn points, if you, if you win a race, you get 60 points, 56 for second, and so on, decreasing by two points throughout the field. Um, and looking at that that list, it's actually pretty neat to take a look at. Um, this hasn't been updated since um, August, so I'm sure this has probably changed a little bit. Uh, definitely has changed a little bit. Um, but like Donnie Schatz, of course, was still leading that. A lot of the World of Outlaw guys have been at the top there, um, just with the amount of races that they run each year. Um, but you got to talk about like Chad Kemenaw. He was 11th in this list. And mind you, this is national. This is out of the entire United States. DJ Fu, 17th. Uh, Tim Schaefer, 20th. Um, Chris Andrews, 25th, and uh, a lot of these guys um, that, you know, we just, we don't, we see a lot in this area. Um, Jordan Adams is one that we see every now and again. Cole Cole Duncan, Duncan. uh, Brian Brown, every once in a while. Uh, Stuart Brubaker, of course. Um, Carson Macedo here and there. Sheldon, uh, Caleb Armstrong, Dale Blaney. So, you know, it's pretty pretty neat to see how uh, uh, how some of these guys rank, you know, nationally at a 410 level, um, of course. And then they do break it down per region, eastern region. Then they also have a Great Lakes region oh, oh. and uh, um, Great Plains region and Mid-American region. There's multiple regions, how they break up each point. Ohio, Pennsylvania region, uh, which is actually kind of cool that they have just Ohio, Pennsylvania, considering, you know, how some of these guys are. Western region, um, I really, really, really hate that this hasn't been updated since August because I would love to see where this is at now as we're, it's been two months since this was last updated. Hey, Justin Fiedler websites. That's your job. (laughs) Somebody. Cause I mean, this is August 21st. The last time this was updated and I would love to see, 
love to see where some of these guys finished and and where where they're at you know as most locals and regional play is is done except for the world of outlaw schedule so um it'd be interesting to take a look at but awesome to see some of our guys up there in that list yeah and, and uh like i said you really don't know about this unless you're messing around the world of outlaw website and you come across it when you go up to their points uh they have multiple breakdowns they have driver point team points national points so it's it's kind of cool to take a look at but if you ever get a chance it's definitely on the world of outlaw website um, in addition to the World of Outlaws, we talked about uh, Port Royal, and we talked about how well some of our guys did out there, as well as at Ransomville. Um, Lady Lightning. I love that name, nickname, Lady I Lightning. I do, too. That's such a cool nickname. I you know. love driver nicknames. I'm such a dork when it comes to them. Like, one of my <laughs> one of my all-time favorites, I'm not even going to lie, is Dwayne Zablocki's, the Polish projectile. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was funny. I laugh because it makes me think of somebody throwing a kielbasa in your face. <laughs> See, some of those are just like some of those nicknames. I and I, I've heard people talk about like not every driver needs a nickname. Like some, no. some, some tracks and like some of their announcers try to give a nickname to every driver. It's like not everybody needs one. No, but some of them are great. Like I, Parker Price Miller, the law firm. I think that's great. Yes. Um, of course, the lowrider here in that one. Lee Jacobs, the snowman. He definitely earned that one. So it's, uh, you know, and if you don't know, it's cool. If you don't know how a driver got their nickname, we talk to them, and there's usually a cool story behind it. So I would like to know which one Dale prefers, Dale Blaney. It, does he prefer the low rider, or does he prefer the tall, cool one? But I know for a long time he was a tall, cool one. So, and I had a friend that at one point in time we were having the debate on the Dale Blaney nickname and whether it was the low rider or the tall, cool one, and he goes, you know what, I'm just going to split it down the middle, and we're going to call him the Great American Badass. <laughs> Yeah, he's. I mean, Dale's one of those guys that I don't think he cares either way. But no, I I agree. He's 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 got some nicknames, and he's definitely the great American badass. So um, one notable thing also from the result for the weekend before we uh, talk about looking ahead here, Ransomville, uh, Jack Cottonshield. Jack was hard charger that night, um, up eight points, started seventeenth, finished nine. So yeah, Jack uh, finished ninth. So yeah, congrats to that. Finally seeing some some good results coming from the seventeen car. I know their their season's been a little up and down, but. Uh, Awesome to see to see them doing so well, and um, will be interesting to see how the rest of their season finishes out. Um, do you just want to briefly mention, uh, as we've talked about before, the World of Outlaw points? Those are updated every single week, so thank you for that. Um, Donnie Schott <laughs> still leading, of course, with a 162-point lead. He's got 19 wins now, uh, 62 top fives and 70 top tens. Brad Sweet still second. 162 points, though, back um, from Donnie. Five wins on the season, 55 top fives and 69 top tens. And, of course, David Grabble, who's been a lot of talk this year, uh, finished with, or he still has um, 17 wins on the season, 42 top fives and 66 uh, top tens. 66. So, um, I mean, you, I mean, after after you, the top three, it pretty kind of drops off from there. I mean, it's it's and it, what's amazing is Brad Sweet. He's only got five wins on the season, but he's still holding second. So you know he's just consistently had a really really good year. So um, awesome to see some of those guys and uh, Sheldon seventh right now. Um, you know he he's uh, twelve hundred points back. So obviously that's not going to happen for him. But uh, no no wins yet for him to get to get the World of Outlaw win this year. But eleven top fives and thirty nine top tens. So. Um, Sheldon's having a, a great year for them as well. So, uh, just a little, little something to look ahead to. And, uh, Tim Schaefer, when he's ran with the world of outlaws this year, he's got two wins on the season, seven top fives and 11 top tens. And of course, one of those wins coming this past weekend or this past week, I should say, or actually a couple of days ago, cause they ran on Monday <laughs> Ransomville. So 
Uh, looking ahead for them, as Rachel mentioned, sadly, no Nothing. more Ohio racing, no more, realistically, no more regional racing. Uh, the World of Outlaws are done up in this region as they head out to Kansas uh, this Friday. They will be heading out to Lakeside Speedway. Then they go to Salina High Bank Speedway in Oklahoma. Oh, and then back sometime. to Kansas um, next weekend for a doubleheader on Friday and Saturday at Dodge City Raceway Park, also in Kansas. Um, after that, then, the following weekend, they have their final big event of the year, which is the World of Outlaw World Finals at the Dirt Track at Charlotte. And that's the first weekend in November, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Well, wow, other than that, we're we're dwindling down, running out of things to talk about. And Well, I got a list, and I sent you the list. Yes, and yeah, Derek, got... we are going to ponder your list, and yep. we will get them in. because We've got, we've got people giving us ideas, which yep. we greatly appreciate, and... Anybody else has anything? By all means, please hit us up and let us know. Um, you know, we really didn't have much expectations for this, and just gonna kind of see how it goes and go with the flow. This is our last weekly show yep. though for the season. After this week, we'll be back in two weeks. I know we said that a couple weeks ago, but then we realized there's so much more to talk about. But this time, unfortunately, there is n- very little to talk about from this point <laughs> now for the rest of the season. So unless some big crazy news yeah, breaks I mean, sometime in the next five days, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it, it seems to be the the trait the the trend around here, and I think we're gonna continue to see. We'll have stuff to talk about in the winter time because we'll see driver changes and ownership changes and car changes, and you know, as the the crazy off season usually happens. So. It'll be uh, interesting to see, and of course, come next uh, February, March, we're going to have quite a bit to talk about. So, um, but um, as always, I believe oh. you've, you've got more. No, I just want to send out some get well wishes to Rich Farmer, who had minor surgery yesterday. So, mm-hmm. yep. get well soon, uh, Rich Farmer, who is the promoter of Fremont Speedway and the Fast Series president and owner. Uh, he had a little bit of surgery yesterday. If yep. your friends are on Facebook, so we do want to send him. Uh, some good well or get well there um, but of course as we always mention make sure to get out and support your sponsors be sure to support our sponsor our one and only sponsor uh, limo <laughs> seed limo out of fremont ohio 419-333-0478 that's right for all your limo and party bus needs but until next time this has been curb appeal and you guys have a great rest of your week bye